Welcome to the With You Always podcast, brought to you by Sushipay, the online community information platform for disciples. Here we invite followers of Jesus Christ to share reflections and wisdom from the journey. Our hope is to instill a recognition that God is indeed with us always. Today, Trish Irvine from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, shares what God is doing in her life. Greetings, friends. Last week, we were called to behold Christ's passion, entering into it with eyes wide open to see the lengths God takes to prove his unfathomable love for us. This first Monday after Easter, we enter into the octave of Easter, where the church will draw our minds through the epistle readings to behold the after of Christ's resurrection, ascension, and the infusion of his Holy Spirit into the hearts of his followers. To help us appreciate the gravity of the Holy Spirit's power on our lives, we must never forget the before of Christ's cross. An old saying goes something like this, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. I would like to consider with you two moments of that before. Moments where Jesus beheld us in our lowest state as one who betrayed his love and then one who denied his love. St. Matthew records Judas' moment of betrayal in the account of the Last Supper when Jesus had just announced to his friends that his love for them would be betrayed by one of them. Just after dipping the bread, at the same time as Judas dipped his bread into the bowl of wine, the friends, the friend asked, Surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus replied, You have said so. Hans Urs von Baldehauser, hopefully I haven't chopped that too much, wrote that being singled out by Jesus never means being isolated. In that moment at the Last Supper, Jesus singled out Judas by looking into his eyes and he gave him an out, a way back from his pride-induced, misconceived treachery. Jesus still included him as a friend, but in that moment, Judas hardened his heart and isolated himself beyond redemption in his refusal of Christ's loving embrace. He regretted it, but he did not repent. And then in his self-imposed isolation, he gave up hope. Sad. Judas represents all that we despise in ourselves, pride, fear, anger, dishonesty, and veniality, our despicable me. Yet Jesus peers into our eyes, desiring us and loving us. St. Luke records the moment of St. Peter's denial of knowing Jesus by writing, At that moment, while he was still denying Christ, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. 
Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. The same eyes that peered into Judas' eyes over his cup of salvation peered into Peter's from his suffering for our salvation. Just as Jesus offered forgiveness and restoration to Judas, he offered it to Peter. Yet Peter's response after his denial reveals a different heart, a soft heart that wept bitterly. The events recorded in today's epistle reading from Acts 2 happen after Christ's resurrection and the subsequent tender restoration encounter beside the Sea of Galilee between Jesus and Peter. Peter isn't hiding anymore because he finally loved Jesus more than he loved himself. The descent of God's Holy Spirit was imbued and on Peter and the disciples with such amazing grace. And now we behold Peter on the way to becoming the most successful failure of all time. Why Peter and not Judas? It has nothing to do with Peter's heart, but more importantly, I'm sorry, it has something to do with Peter's heart, but more importantly, it has everything to do with Peter's faith, though fickle at times, in the truth of Jesus and in Jesus' belief in him when he declared to him, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. We find ourselves, don't we, sometimes in both men's redemptive moment when Jesus beholds us and we weep when we realize what we've done. Some of us stop weeping and lose hope and some of us weep bitterly and hope. As we weep bitterly before our loving Lord over our sin, our before falls away and our ever after opens up before us. That is what we see in Peter. And because of the same Holy Spirit, we, our before, can fall away to our ever after. What does Jesus see in our before? Are we like Peter or Judas? Peter's before and after reveals a coward, now courageous, short-sighted, now wise, inflated ego, now humble, impetuously angry, now understanding, wishy-washy, now the rock on which Christ built his church. Perhaps you can already see how the before of this Lenten season that we have just closed is transforming into the ever after Jesus desires for you. 
Perhaps you remember the weight and suffering of the guilt of betrayal and denial of God's love for you. And now you live in an ever after of faith in Christ's suffering, death and resurrection for love of you. Jesus indeed singles us out and looks into our eyes and asks, Child, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do not fear. I am with you ever after. Oh, Father, lead us into our ever after with you. Deepen our love, hope, and faith. We ask this all in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hi everyone, my name is Eric Gallagher, the founder of Sushipe, the online community and formation platform for disciples. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to encourage you to check out our online community at sushipe.co. That's S-U-S-C-I-P-E dot C-O. At sushipe.co, we're constantly offering free book studies, self-guided mini retreats, opportunities for family fun, prayer, and more. If you're interested in engaging with a community of individuals who are desiring to grow deeper in their spiritual lives, check out sushipe.co and get involved today.